That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Hi, everybody. Cheryl Ackeson here. Welcome to another edition of Full Measure After Hours. Today, we go to the worst place in America at the worst time in American history for the border crisis, Eagle Pass, Texas. recently returned from Eagle Pass, Texas, the worst place for the border crisis right now in America at the worst time in American history. We're looking at well over an estimated 5 million illegal border crossings since President Biden took office, counting those who were never even intercepted or never turned themselves in. And those are the bad guys, by the way, who usually don't want to claim asylum or be processed because they're smugglers moving drugs or they're people with a criminal history. In Eagle Pass, they've built this giant 153,000 square foot facility near the airport. I mean, this is huge. I flew over it to get some pictures with uh, DPS officials and a helicopter. You'll see that Sunday on full measure. But why is Eagle Pass such a hot spot? It's an interesting question. It's clearly an organized movement. This was never the place where most of the human trafficking and crossings occurred in the past. But now, up to thousands a day come through this relatively small town, this small American border town. But as you may know, I go to the border a couple of times every year to see what's going on. And I chose Eagle Pass, first of all, because it is the hot spot, but also to find out the impact of state efforts to try to do what the federal government apparently will not. In March of last year, Texas Governor Greg Abbott launched Operation Lone Star. As part of that, he declared a disaster in 48 Texas counties, and he pledged to use the State Department of Public Safety, DPS, and its resources to, quote, enforce all applicable federal and state laws to prevent the criminal activity along the border, including criminal trespassing, smuggling, and human trafficking, and, he went on to say, to assist Texas counties in their efforts to address those criminal activities, end quote. Well, as I learned, easier said than done. The state has devoted a mighty amount of taxpayer money and people to the fight, but in the end, as I learned, there's only so much they can do because they just don't have the authority to keep illegal immigrants out or turn them around. That's a federal function if it occurs. For local perspective on all of this, we're going to hear now from Rolando Salinas, the mayor of Eagle Pass. When it comes to the subject we're talking about today, what has changed since the time you were elected, May of last year, and what we see now? Since the time I was elected, uh, the immigration issue has increased tremendously in our community. We've seen an influx of a uh, Immigrants cross through Eagle Pass, Maverick County, and it seems that the numbers just keep increasing uh, daily. 
this is not something everybody's telling us that Eagle Pass has seen in these numbers before, maybe ever. Why do you think this has become a hot spot? Uh, you're, I mean, there's always been immigrants crossing, but never to this extent. I've, I've been here uh, all my life. I was born and raised here. The only time I left was for that period in law school. But I've never seen the amount of illegal immigrants crossing now ever before. And I think there's several reasons why they're crossing through Eagle Pass and Piedras Negras. Piedras Negras is our, our sister city on the Mexican side. One of those reasons is that we have a good security. Our community is very safe. And so is uh, the communi community on the Mexican side. Piedras Negras is very safe. So I think immigrants that are crossing would rather cross through here because of the safety component than, for example, through Laredo and Nuevo Laredo. Where they might run into more cartel operatives on the Mexico side of the border? Exactly. Those areas are known to be more dangerous than, than this, this area right here. And we're very proud of the fact that we have one of the safest uh, ports of entry. But the, the, I guess a drawback to that is that we're seeing this issue of having thousands of people cross through Eagle Pass, Maverick County every day. In terms of numbers, when you say thousands, can you give us some context, how big this is and how the impact that it's had? So the numbers that I receive from, uh, we get together with Border Patrol uh, almost once a week. It's about 1,500 to 2,000 people that are apprehended and processed daily. Uh, that's just the, the number apprehended. That's not counting the number of people that Border Patrol doesn't uh, catch. Or the gotaways. Is that a significant number? Do we have any way to know if we're estimating the five or ten, or are there another thousand of those every? It, it, uh, what they tell me is that they estimate if we uh, if they process two thousand, another two thousand are the gotaways. What kind of impact has that had on this town? Uh, well, it's it's a very frustrating situation for me and for the citizens of Eagle Pass and Maverick County. You see groups of people walking our neighborhoods, our streets on a daily basis, in the morning, in the afternoon, in the evening. And we don't know where these people come from. We don't know what their intentions are. They can be good people, but they can also have a, a past. We don't know. So it's an uneasy feeling that, that people have whenever they see groups walking in the neighborhoods. So I get all those calls about people that are worried and they want me to do something about this immigration crisis. Unfortunately, as a mayor, I don't have the authority to, to stop all these immigrants from coming in. We'll talk but, about that more in a moment, but in terms of, in terms of cost and resources, what uh, impact has that had? It's, it's had a tremendous impact on our fire department and our police force. So uh, we're a growing city, but we're not a huge city. We don't have unlimited resources. We don't have a huge police or fire uh, force. So a lot of those resources have gone to answer calls of Ill illegal immigrants that are, for example, dehydrating, that are injured, that drown in the river. Um, so we have to attend to those calls, and that takes resources from our calls in the community, from the services we should provide our constituents. As you watch... You mentioned you don't have the power to do much about it. This is a federal issue. 
As you've watched what's happened regarding the federal government and how it's handling the border, what are your conclusions as to what programs they're doing or what they're doing to try to address this crisis? I'm very disappointed in, in the federal government, to be honest. I, I don't think that we're getting enough help. I wish somebody from the administration would contact me, and I've opened the invitation uh, to anyone in the administration, whether it be president, vice president, or one of his representatives, to please come to Eagle Pass, Texas. We are part of the United States. Please come and take, take a look of, of what's happening in our community, of the amount of people that are crossing through our community. We cannot sustain uh, all these thousands of people crossing through Eagle Pass. And I wish they would give me more answers so that I can provide to my constituents as to what they're doing, but it is very little to nothing. So what conclusion does that lead you to draw if they're not taking you up on the offer to come here and see what's going on and you don't see them addressing the problems? That they're not planning to address them? What are you, what are you thinking? I mean, that's the only logical choice that's left, that they're not planning to address the issue or that they simply do not care. I cannot make any other presumption but that one. But we're working with, with the state. We have a lot of state troopers here in our community. Uh, we're working with all our law enforcement officials to try and maintain order as much as we can. What would you say is the long-term impact this might have on the community? I mean, let's say the border were secured tomorrow, which it's not going to be. But I, I have a sense, I mean, is this changing your community or you think this is a short-term thing that would go away if it were well, handled? For, unfortunately, I think. I don't see a, a stop to this. Our community, unfortunately, is getting used to seeing uh, th this huge amount of people crossing, which is unfortunate, right? Um, it's taking a toll, like I said, in our resources. We're not going to be able to sustain it unless we get uh, grant funding or some sort of funding from the state or federal government so that we can subsidize and, and pay our police department, our fire department, or hire additional personnel so that we can attend to all the, the calls having to do with illegal immigrants and, and that aspect. Given the choice, would you rather have all the resources you need or not have the illegal traffic coming through Eagle Pass? Uh, we would rather not have the illegal traffic in Eagle Pass. What is it you'd like people to know? Um, most people never come to the border about what's going on here and the impact. Now, besides this immigration crisis, I'll, I'll label it as, as a crisis, uh, Eagle Pass, we have a lot of good people here. Here in the border, our, our community is thriving as far as economic development. We are attracting a lot of companies and it, it's a thriving city. I'm very proud of our uh, administration and our directors. So in, in that sense, our, our city is doing good. Uh, but there is this immigration factor that's affecting us. Well, as you're trying to build the city, it certainly can't help that the name is on the news every day for this other reason. Right, right. The name is on, our name is on the news for, for just the immigration issue. I get a lot of requests from people to give an interview. And sometimes it, I keep saying the same thing about what's going on here. And uh, nothing seems to change. And we've had the governor come here several times, Governor Abbott. I've sat down and spoken to him. He's provided resources to the border and, and grant funding through Lone Star. Uh, 
and we appreciate that. So we we're working with him and all the other law enforcement agencies to, like I said, to maintain order in Eagle Pass. If it seems as though the federal government isn't going to do what you think is their job down here, can you tell me some of the things the state and local governments have done, specific things to try to pick up the ball and do something themselves? Sure. Well, uh, one of the things that we've gotten is, is funding. That's helped us. We, we did get a grant of over a million dollars. We use that to pay for our officers' overtime, all the, the hours that they have to put in addressing these phone calls about illegal immigrants having issues, whether it be, like I said, uh, dehydration or having to go to the hospital, etc. And they provide uh, also, there's a lot of state troopers here uh, and we welcome that. I mean, most of our hotels are, are being occupied right now with, with law enforcement officials in our community. But we've also uh, gotten together with our neighbors in Piedras Negras. I've met with uh, the mayor in Piedras, Ms. Norma Trevino, and to make sure that we do everything possible to... Right now, what we're trying to do is funnel the, the big groups so that they can cross in the outskirts. We know they're coming, so we want to make sure we funnel them where we have a controlled uh, factor there. Um, what about, so I'm trying to, I've made so, sort of a list in my mind of, tell me if these are, you can go over these and tell me if I'm leaving some out, but there are walls going up or fencing going up on private property that the feds aren't building, but the state's building. Right. I saw Texas National Guard mm-hmm. people on site and on a ranch that we were on. I saw some Texas A&M, a task force that was here with some boats. Like, what are some other things that can be done outside of what the federal government can do? Okay, so we are working with the state as far as uh, they placed a bunch of tankers. See, w- one of the the issues is what, that we want to protect is our bridge system. Here in Eagle Pass, like in a lot of cities in the borders, you have a bridge. Well, our city depends on that bridge toll. Our budget is 60 percent of what the those tolls generate so we want to make sure that we protect those bridges there was that situation in del rio texas when you had fifteen thousand haitian immigrants under the bridge and they had to go to the extreme of closing the bridge that's the worst case scenario for our community so we've worked with the state and they placed a a bunch of containers there close to the river along with uh, I believe it's called concertina wire to try to funnel people again to, to the outskirts and not come through the port, through the city. That's one of the the things that we're doing. So uh, that could close the bridge if too many of them overwhelm yes. the legal yes. bridge where people If thousands across. of people were to cross through the bridge, that could cause a closer, a, a closure of operations, which would be detrimental to our city. What else besides the uh, containers and so on? The containers, the funding, additional manpower. And I mean, that's... Have you seen a lot of Texas uh, Guard troops around more so in the past year? Yes, we see a lot of uh, Texas National Guard troops here locally, which is great. We welcome them in our community. They're they're good people. Uh, We're all working for, for the same objective. When you say that a lot of the hotels are filled with law enforcement, are those from other parts of the state that have come to the border? What are, who, who are those people? So I'm talking about DPS agents. I'm talking about Texas National Guard. Those are the, the two big groups that are 
stationed here in our community. Okay. So, yes, they come from all over Texas, and they've been staying here, and we welcome that. What do you see in the near future? I hope I, hope I see a change. I hope they give us some sort of answers, a detailed plan and action as to, hey, this is, this is our plan of action so that people can stop. What if their plan is, this is the plan? Well, then that's unfortunate, and we will keep doing our best to maintain the order that we have. What's the local sheriff think about all of this? Find out after a short break. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center. Thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Now we're going to hear from the local sheriff in Eagle Pass, Maverick County's Tom Schmerber. You said you've been sheriff about nine years. It's, I've been a sheriff for nine years. When we're talking about illegal immigration, how have things changed in Eagle Pass over the nine years that you've been sheriff? <laughs> I mean, it's changed completely. It's it's something that, that I never thought I would see. Uh, you know, we used to have uh, immigrants coming through here, you know, once in a while, you know, but not, not as much as right now. Uh, everything was control, you know, and... Uh, uh, it's, 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 I, I don't know how to explain it because now it's just they're just coming in groups. You know, some are not afraid to be caught because they're looking to be caught. A few are running, running you know, around the port uh, relations, but uh, it's completely different. Is there anything you can do as sheriff to stop it? The only thing I can do is just uh, get a hold of the, uh, I guess, the D.C., the president, because, see, the governor is trying to do a lot. Of, you know, he's helping us a lot with the monies and all these National Guard and, uh, you know, uh, troopers and so forth. Uh, so the only thing I can do is just keep on asking for more, more help. You know, we need help. I know that the motor force is being overrun. Uh, DPS is helping a lot as much as we can, but it's still not controlled. So it has to do up there in D.C. I noticed the Texas Guard has come to help, but what I've seen them do is help rescue them. They're not keeping anybody out. Yeah, that's what's it's, it's happening because uh, it's it's really, I mean, it's like uh, we're overrun. We have National Guard here, and uh, they're trying to do the best they can. I've seen them holding people there uh, for the border truck to pick up or DPS because they, they can't arrest anybody. You know, they, can, they can hold them in an area, and that's it. And those immigrants won't run away because they want the right, you see? So uh, the National Guard don't have any power of arrest. So the Guard is pretty much just an extra pair of hands to help process the That's what it is, come. the extra pair of hands, and also communicate to see if you know, certain groups are causing a certain area, they can call the Border Patrol or DPS. Um, do you have any idea why it's picked up so much in Eagle Pass? 
Well, because well, one thing is that in Mexico, Coahuila, the state of Coahuila, is supposed to be one of the safest states in Mexico. Just on the other down river, we have the other state is Tamaulipas, which is very dangerous. The, the cartels were were still kind of like running the state, but here it's very very safe. Uh, I've seen other groups crossing. I've been to Mexico and I've been you know two or three hours away from from the border, and I've seen groups walking, just like nothing, just with kids and everything like that. So I think it's the safest place to cross through here. You know, it's 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 a big city. Piranera is a big city. So well, I guess they figure it's safer. For people who don't understand what's going on here in your community, how would you describe it just in a summary form of what it's like? Uh, it's, it's, uh, it's like a, a city with a, uh, immigrants that are kind of like, a, it's looking a little bit more like a, a place of Mexico, you know. It's, it's like a little city that looks like a, immigrants, you know, like, we look more like a little bit like Mexico than, than, than the USA. How has it impacted your job and the job of your sheriff's deputies? A lot. Uh, yes, it is. You know, that if you if you talk to sheriff, you always, always, always understand. The city has more, more officers than we do. And we cover, I mean, we cover like the, just the river is 74 miles. That's my county. And all, I can't tell you the number of deputies I have, but it's not enough. So um, it's I, I, with the money that the governor gave us, I hired ten deputies more, and I gave uh, one deputy to each constable. We have two, uh, four constables, but it's not enough because we also have to take care of the criminal element. You know, that's the number one job for me. It's the priority of the of the county, the security, and and that's really my job. You know, but now we're doing immigration jobs, so so it, it's very uh, it's very hard for me to. Kind of, we're doing the best we can, and my officers are, are very good officers, but but it's not enough. What do you conclude is the plan on the part of the federal government after watching this for the past year and a half or so? I don't see any plans, you know. That's one thing that I haven't heard. I haven't heard the president say anything about the Eagle Pass, Mary County, about the, this area. I really haven't heard anything. You know, I'm hoping they have a plan, but I haven't heard any plans. You know, what does that lead you to conclude? Pardon me? This has been going on for quite a while now. It's been now. going on, you know, when it started, I, I, I was saying that, I was telling people that it's probably going to go two years, and it, it's going, I think, I have good predictions because it's happening. We're almost in the, we finished the first year, so we're going the second year. And I'm saying this because I don't have any, uh, I don't see any plans from up there. I don't see, like, he knows what's going on over here, because he hasn't mentioned anything. I mean, I wish, I wish that somebody would come over here like him, or maybe even the vice president to this area right, right now, but I haven't heard anything. And lastly, is there anything you'd like people to know who will never visit the border just about what's happening here? Yeah, I want them to know that whatever's coming through here, the people that are up there, up there in the north, comfortable, the, the, all these immigrants are heading up there. Eventually, they're going to have problems, you know, because the immigrants that are crossing, they don't have any skills. The majority don't have any skills. They're going to end up over there uh, looking for assistance, state, federal assistance. And some immigrants that don't have any skills, eventually, that turn into criminal things, you know, like uh, robberies, maybe into, into selling dope, something like that. And some some might create into gangs, you know, and uh, that's something that the people up there have to have to see there so they can put pressure up there so they can stop. Even those who have skills, if they've come here illegally, they can't work legally. So well, that's another problem. Yeah, but it? if the people that have skills, you know, they, they, they'll probably know how to find a job, you know, because they have a skill. They know how to survive, you know. But the majority don't have any skills, and uh, 
it's hopefully they can they're going to be looking for assistance that's what I think and and, and my worries is that some are going to be into criminal elements criminal gangs and so forth And here are some stats I got from the state. Since the launch of Operation Lone Star in Texas, the multi-agency effort has led to more than 287,000 illegal immigrant apprehensions and more than 17,700 criminal arrests. I'm told that those are people who cross and get intercepted by state officials and have a current warrant out for their arrest. And there are more than 15,100 felony charges reported as a result of this effort. Then when it comes to drugs, the fight against fentanyl, which is synthetic opioids, which are, I guess, a lot stronger than the traditional opioids and can be very deadly. DPS is reported to have seized over 325 million lethal doses throughout the state. That's just since March of last year. And while significant, all of that is really just a drop in the bucket of what's going on and how many people are coming in. And they tell me that of all the people that they do arrest, if they are allowed to be intercepted by state officials and arrested, typically they are fairly quickly released on bail. Sunday on my TV program, Full Measure, you'll see the whole story that I put together and you'll see some video. Well, this is pretty shocking, even if you're prepared for it, I think. And you'll also hear from a rancher I spoke to who has allowed the state to build a fence on his property. The state's gone around and asked people who own the private property along the border for permission to build a fence there. And if you're really into this topic, well, you can listen to my other podcast now, the Cheryl Ackeson podcast, where I have an interview with a Republican from the Eagle Pass area. You just heard from two Democrats in this podcast, the mayor and the sheriff. But I'll tell you, it doesn't much matter a whole lot what party they're from when it comes to this issue and this location. There's not much daylight between them. I hope you enjoyed today's podcast. And if so, that you'll leave a review, subscribe, and share it with your friends. And do check out my other podcast, the Cheryl Ackeson Podcast. And remember, our new season of Full Measure starts this week, Sunday, September 11th. For a station list, go to CherylAckeson.com and click the full measure tab. You'll see a list of stations and times. And there are other ways that you can watch full measure online or on our free app, STIRR, S-T-I-R-R. All of that's on the website under the full measure tab. And now you can support independent journalism causes by visiting CherylAckeson.com and clicking the store tab. There are some thought provoking and fun products that we've designed exclusively for independent and free thinkers with proceeds benefiting independent reporting causes. It's never been more important. Do your own research, make up your own mind, think for yourself.